This season of Cancelled Movie Report is brought to you by the amazing people that support us over on our newly launched Patreon. But you know what? More about that later on. Hello and welcome to Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Camber. And joining me, as always, is one half of the award-winning Game Boys comedy duo, Mr. Eden Porter. Thank you very much for having me, Cambo. Our cavalcade of guests has not stopped in no, season three. It's it coming. will not stop today. <laughs> because, again, we have a very special guest. A, a, a guest that's close to my heart. Wow, yes. You might know him from his uh, work on the incredible comedy podcast, Welcome to Patchwork, or as being the other half of the award-winning Game Boys comedy duo, Mr. Josh Porter. Hello, thanks for having me. Now it's got a check. Eden Porter? Correct. Josh Porter? Accurate. Any relation? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere along the line. How are our voices distinguishing? Are you going to be right distinguishing voices? I, can you go up a register? Okay, I'll talk like there this. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for, for joining us. That's a pleasure to be here. Are you a fan of 80s action movies? Uh, yeah, I used to watch them a lot more as a kid, I think. Okay. Um, so I've got good sort of rose-tinted glasses for all the old classics. Yeah, rose-tinted glasses helps yeah. uh, with a lot of these projects. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've gone to the king of the 80s action movie. We're talking about an Arnold Schwarzenegger project that was yeah, cancelled. Yeah. So if you're ready, let's get in to Robert Rodriguez's Predators. The Predator franchise is one that exists and is surviving purely on fumes at this point. While the original movie Predator from 1987 was a box office hit for 20th Century Fox and is often heralded as one of the defining action movies of the 80s, every single subsequent follow-up has been marred with production issues, delays, cancellations and generally mixed reception. So it seems that the simple story of a beast hunting man has become almost impossible to follow up. Unless, of course, your 27-year-old filmmaker... Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> He's just a kid at that point, isn't he? I know. He started depressingly young. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever he just went by Rob. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. You might even be wondering, hey, why are you covering this movie? Because there is a movie yeah. produced by Robert Rodriguez called Predators. Correct. Came out in 2010. Yeah. With, well, a- with Adrian. With Adrian Brody. Brody. As so an he- action hero. <laughs> the guy from the pianist. <laughs> here's the thing. This is a, a slightly different version of a cancelled movie report. Something that we've been... T- Dipping our toe into, mm. which is original drafts, a, a draft that is so far removed from what ended up being uh, brought to the mm. screen as to be just a completely just a, different movie. Yeah, different movie. <laughs> so yeah. when was this one first worked on? Well, I'm glad you asked. So this is the year 1994. Okay. Uh, and at this point, uh, the Predator franchise is kind of in flux because Predator came out big hit and Predator 2 came out in 1990 and was... Okay, successful, like kind of successful, far less loved. Yes. And they just didn't know what to do with it because essentially they almost immediately ran the franchise straight into the ground. Yeah. It was like Predator in the City, right? It was. Yeah. yeah. Predator 2. Yeah. The yeah. concrete jungle. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is how they sold it. Do, do you remember the start of Predator 2? Starts in the jungle. It starts in the jungle, but then it goes out and it's like the outside of LA and yeah. then it pans up and then you're in the LA jungle. <laughs> so it tricks you. It tricks you straight <laughs> off the bat. It's one of those weird ones as well. It's set in. An, it's. Released in 1990, but is set in like 1993 or 1994. Yeah, I don't know why they needed those extra couple of years. A couple of years they yeah. just really wanted to, to Yeah, a really, it. really weird choice. But, okay, so at this point in history, 1994, 1995-ish area, um, 
So there was uh, multiple Predator 3 projects. This is a common thing that we're finding is mm. they're throwing stuff at the wall to see what see sticks. What sticks yeah. So uh, at first there was a script written by Sam Park and it was called Predator 3, The Deadlier of the Species. And it featured <laughs> oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dutch yeah. in a New York during a blizzard. Oh, and a predator snow. comes to New York to track down Dutch and try and kill him. So predators are always been associated with heat. The yes. hot jungles, uh, the, the hot, hot the, the, the heat wave yeah, in LA, LA yeah. in Predator 2. So this would be again the concrete jungle, but during a, a blizzard in New York. Hang on, are we are we so it's it's winter in New York? Is this a Christmas film? <laughs> <laughs> that would be is good. Is this a good. Christmas <laughs> film? I think it could be. This is yeah, great. Well, you got Dutch setting all the traps again. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be great. Him and Kevin McAllister yeah. team up. <laughs> uh, so that was the first draft of Predator 3. There was a second draft of Predator 3 called The Zoo. I've heard of this one. Which I've heard brings of this one. back uh, both Dutch from Predator and yep. Harrigan, who was um, uh, Danny Glover. Danny Glover's character yeah. from Predator 2. And they're captured and they're brought to the Predator homeworld because they're the only two people that have ever co- killed a Predator. Yeah. And they're put into like a, a Danny Glover's on that list. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're put into a zoo and they're forced to mate. <laughs> well, you're the same species, but it must work. <laughs> but ultimately, that, that, that was where the production was up to at this point. They weren't totally happy with either of yeah. these scripts. Uh, at which point, young Robert Rodriguez, he had made El Mariachi at this mm. point, but not Desperado. Yeah. And he was brought on. And uh, there's actually a clip of him explaining how he came about writing what he would eventually call Predators. Originally, I was supposed to make this, um, well, I was supposed to just write it back in 95, 96. It was only a writing assignment. I was going to do Desperado as a directing gig, and I needed to get some extra money and ask my agent, hey, you know, I'm just sitting around for a few months. Is there a writing gig around town? And writing gigs are never good. There's Here, lame assignment, lame assignment. Oh, Fox over has a Predator project <laughs> over at Fox. And my eyes lit up because I love the first Predator. So I thought, I'll, I'll do that. You go write something for, for Arnold. Okay, they're going to try to lure Arnold back to the Predator series because he wasn't a part of part two. And they said he doesn't really want to do another Predator movie, but we think if he reads a script, that might be able to convince him. You know, So let's just start with a script. And um, I talked with Arnold, and he was like, we have to go back to the jungle. <laughs> None of that city stuff, you know. <laughs> So I thought, um, well, we can't really go back to the jungle, per se, without feeling repetitive. But if we go to a planet, another planet, and have a jungle setting on the other planet, then that'll satisfy both things of feeling like we're expanding the universe and um, and getting Arnold back in the jungle. I wanted to get him back into a movie somehow. That was my job. So I wrote this script, and uh, it was crazy. It was tons of... I think you read the original. There was tons of stuff going on. It was probably like a $200 million movie back then. <laughs> but because I wasn't directing it, I didn't have to worry. I just wrote it as big as I want. I knew they'd figure it out and cut out what they didn't want. So that's the thing. He It was literally just a writing for hire gig that his agent found him between movies that he was working on. You know what I like? So just about that, the idea of luring someone back with a great script. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> what else are you going to do? Uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> Have a hundred million dollars. <laughs> so yeah, th- this was a, a writing gig that he picked up between directing mm-hmm. gigs. And can I just say, is this pre-Spy Kids? It was pre-Spy yes, Kids. Good, yeah, I thought yeah, as much. Yeah. I thought as much, Cameron. He didn't have the clout yet yeah, that he could to do produce to Spy, Spy Kids. Kids. And a lot of these ideas from Predators <laughs> went into <laughs> Spy Kids. So it's, it's a bit of a wild man. But he was writing to lure Arnold Schwarzenegger back. Great. They were thinking that we need Arnold Schwarzenegger back. So Arnold Schwarzenegger does appear, or his character Dutch does appear in the script for Predators. 
Now, I just want to do a call out here for people that have listened to the show for a long time. You'll be happy to know that we got friend of the show, Joe Gordette, back yes. voicing Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yes. in this episode. You may remember him from his amazing voice work in Crusade. Great. Uh, so rest assured, we've got Arnie back on board. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I will actually quickly give uh, some credit. This is from apvgalaxy.com. Uh, they, <laughs> you found the script? No, uh, I found uh, quite a detailed outline. Obviously, we always go in there and expand it, yeah. but a chunk of this is taken directly from avpgalaxy.com. <laughs> Love it. So with all that in mind, shall we get into the story of Robert Rodriguez's original version of Prey? Whoa, 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 whoa. Just before we get into the movie, I just wanted to let you know that we've recently launched a Patreon. So, you know what? If you love the show and you want to support what we do, it really is the best way to do it. There's a whole bunch of cool behind-the-scenes content on there, and we've even launched a unique podcast exclusive to Patreon. It's called Casting Calls, and we talk about famous actors that almost landed iconic roles. And in classic Cancel Movie Report fashion... We make it real. There's a link in the episode notes, and you know what? We'd love to have you. But now, let's get into the film. The script opens on a raging ocean. We see a pirate ship, and it's a Spanish galleon crashing over the waves. There is unrest. The crew of the ship seem to be in the midst of a great battle. Wait a minute. These are not ordinary pirates. They seem to be a mixture of Old school weapons like swords and muskets mixed with new technology, far in advance of their own. And they are being besieged by a force of shimmering beings, invisibles as they referred to in the script. This is directly from the script, this paragraph. The fight is brutal. Red blood spreads across the water as men are sucked below the surface, fighting invisibles in a glorious underwater battle. <laughs> underwater <laughs> battle? Underwater battle. You haven't seen previously underwater. Now, we find ourselves in the hull now as a team of invisibles stack a pile of their recent kills. Suddenly, they're attacked by a large pirate whose face is obscured. Uh, the pirate tears through a case uh, of the, on the ship containing assorted weapons, and he's arming himself. He backs against the wall of the hull, and he aims it at the door ready to fire. But we know this pirate, this is from the script again, but we know this pirate after all. It's Dutch. No, Dutch pirate? No. Older, weathered but mean as hell. <laughs> and he has a series of numbers tattooed down the side of his face. So, Dutch is suddenly flung out of the hull back onto the ship's deck, and dead crew are lying all around. And a few survivors uh, join him. So, what happens is, he's, he's sitting there back, and the predators suddenly appear. Yeah, yeah, the invisibles, I should say. They grab him, and they, they chuck him back onto the hull of the ship. There's dead crew all around, and a few remaining survivors, and they all join him. An invisible stands just feet away, and he begins to materialize. And at first glance, it would seem to be a predator in armor, but it removes its helmet mask. It's Wilson. <laughs> so what? it's a human being, a man named Wilson. A human are we, are we so- meant to know Wilson? You'll get to know Wilson. Okay, good. He just pops up over the feds from next <laughs> <Yeah>. door. <laughs> Yeah, the whole time at home and prove it, Wilson. He just takes his helmet off just down to the bottom half yeah. of his face. I, I thought it was going to be a, a volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is a human being. His name is Wilson. Okay. So he's a human soldier, but he's wearing Predator armor. So the captain of this galleon ship, he's dragged in front of Wilson for questioning. This your ship? Yeah, yes. You are harboring a fugitive. 
and you killed some of our men. You will return to Earth, where you will be tried for your crimes. Please, anything, just don't, don't kill me! Wilson speaks to the captain, but his gaze never leaves Dutch. Then again, you know what they say, the captain always goes down to his ship. Still staring at Dutch, Wilson's shoulder mount spins 90 degrees and blasts the captain's head into a spray of blood, bone and brain. The body falls off the ship. Just as smoothly, the shoulder mount slides back into place. The soldier, Dak, approaches. How many? Five, maybe six. We lost Jolly, Maldoon, Nix, Sanchez and Ebsen. And I don't know if Pennington's gonna pull through, sir. Hard with seeing to him now. That's a small price to pay for what we got in return. Gentlemen, you're looking at a legend. Pines, Vegas. Yes, sir. Put him in containment. If he so much as scratches his balls, I want to know about it. Yes, sir. Fuel. Yes, sir. Burn it. Yes, sir. So now the three men, they board what seems to be a fighter spaceship hovering the waterside next to the galley. The three, and this is again from the script, three metal containers drop from the ship as it leaves. Suddenly the canisters explode into the camera. The flames fill the screen through the flames. <laughs> that title, se- that that whole flame going out is uh-huh. very Rodriguez, yeah, like yeah. that thirsty it's fire. It's Troublemaker Studios. His his, his studio yeah, does yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that- already you've got. I like already you've got the uh, the big cast of all the Spec Ops people, like yeah, really yeah. good, yeah. like really good names, just yeah. single hey, names as well. Is that Vegas? Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you to the team in, okay, in a few minutes. But what do we think of the opening? On a Spanish galleon ship in a <laughs> naval battle. I, I, mate, it's so good. It's better than nearly all the other Predator <laughs> films already in this yeah. first little bit. I this don't know awesome. why they're still going with the swords and stuff. Like, if we've got the this modern ones. This is my question. Yeah. And the, why are we rocking around with the muskets? And I do want to point out here, it does say in the script, though it doesn't linger on it. And in fact, it only says it in the description of the script and not in any of the dialogue. This isn't Earth either. Yeah, they're on an alien planet on a galleon ship using swords. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a crazy combo, but a combo that I like. Uh, but a couple of questions: these soldiers, they have predator outfits. Yeah, they're looking for Dutch. Yeah, great. They found him. Mm-hmm. Dutch. He's got longer hair. He's a bit matted. He's got tattoos down his face. So this, we don't know what Dutch has been through in the meantime. Does it seem like Dutch is sort of in hiding with he, the pirates? Very much in hiding. He's yes. like, no one ever suspects the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, you did hear a couple of uh, soldiers' names there. Yeah. So we cut back into the film as Dutch is being dragged through the hallway by two soldiers. And as this is happening, we start meeting other members of the crew. Now, in classic, I would say, original Predator style, we've got a cast of marine uh, mercenary types, but out in space this time. Yeah, great. So I've got a whole long list of names Have you got a roll call? And I'll tell you whether or not you should really care about this person or not. Because as you know, when you've got a big cast, there's three or four that you're like, keep keep an eye on them. The other ones- Yeah, fresh meat. I'll I'll tell you the name so you recognize them, but don't worry too much about it. Are there any sexual tyrannosaurs in there? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? Sadly, there's not. (laughs) Okay, so most importantly, we've got JC. So JC is the captain of this ship, and he's described as a large, authoritative man, uh, but he's got patient eyes and a don't fuck with me temperament. (laughs) (laughs) Very patient, but don't fuck with me. Yes, that's that's how he's described. 
Uh, we also have Wilson, who we met just in the other yep. scene. Um, he's JC's second in command. So JC's obviously sent Wilson down. Go grab Dick. Dutch off the ship. Yep. Uh, we also have Hardwick. Now, Hardwick is the only female on the crew, and she's the ship's medic. Of course. Okay. Uh, uh, we have Parrish, who's a communications officer. Now, I'm going to list the rest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got characters like Buell, Cadillac, Napa, Dak, Samson, Pines, Rocco, Gonzalez, Turkey, and Molyneux. I love all of those. <laughs> so cool names. They're, They're really good, good action movie names. Yeah. So good. Because Cat- actually- Cadillac, fantastic. And in some way, like, you, you start to make little images of them already uh-huh. based on the Buell names. seems uh, a bit meeker than Cadillac. Cadillac, yeah. quite big. And yeah, 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 yeah. Rodriguez, aren't they in, like, every single film? Uh, Gonzalez. Oh, Gonzalez. Gonzalez. <laughs> okay. You're yeah, thinking you. of Rodriguez. Yes. Who wrote Gonzalez? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the, that's the crew of this ship. Uh, so Dutch is wanted, we find out, for desertion. And as the team returns with him in tow to a mothership in orbit where JC has been waiting, uh, he's now a prisoner on their ship. And he's given a very quick trial uh, of the ship and found guilty of desertion. As in, he's sent into a room and the computer kind of judges him as, you're guilty of desertion, you are Dutch, you are confirmed, yeah. etc. And the crew ha- has him locked up in their brig. And with this out of the way, the captain of the ship, he calls a high-ranking official, a guy by the name of Sadler, he calls him on a video screen to tell him, we've captured Dutch, what's next for our mission? Congratulations, Commander. Your recon mission went off without a hitch. We lost six men, sir. I'd call that a hitch. Only six? And you captured Dutch? Soldier, you got off easy. We estimate our arrival time back at home base is roughly 21 days. We have ample fuel for the return. Hold your horsepower, Coach. Dutch isn't coming home. Sir? We don't want him here. He's going to Arca 6. Say again? Dutch is going to Arca 6. (laughs) Never done one off there before, have you? Well, that's understandable. It's a vastly underused facility. Never realized its full potential as a dumping site for unwanted debris. Sir, this was to be our last mission. Beside the fact it's not the normal procedure. No, it's not. But then it's not a normal situation we're dealing with here either. You can call Dutch a whole long list of names, but normal isn't one of them. Just leave him in the custody of the site supervisor. He'll be there to meet you when you arrive. We're nowhere near Arcus 6. Where you at? Shit, Commander. You're no more than a frog top away from Arcus 6. You'll be there in no time. Oh, okay, well, well, we'll reset the coordinates. Just transmit the new codes, along with authorization. Will do, Commander. The ship will land on a strip roughly five miles from the base. Site supervisor has already been alerted of your arrival. According to my information, you can refuel there at the strip. Arcus 6 is a preservation facility. Protected animal species reside on the planet. Wish I could make it easier for you, Commander. But life has its tough shit times, and this is just one of them. Besides, if Dutch gives you trouble, your doc will juice the boy up with a squirt of sleeping syrup. Just tell him to make it a double. Do that, and Dutch ought to be good to go. Was Arcus 6 his original destination? Come again? Before he jumped transport to seek sanctuary on Aborea, was his original destination the Arcus 6 system? 
Your orders are simple, Commander. Get Dutch to Arca 6. What do you think? <laughs> What's supposed to be it, JC? On our way home! What the fuck should we think? Compensation will be doubled from the original specified amount. We accept the mission. God damn it, JC! Very well. Proceed with the flight pattern transmission. <laughs> Who wants to tell Dak? I am to advise you to suit up in full armor for this mission. Full armor? Okay, so they've got their mission. Dutch ain't coming home. Now, we need to find out what do we think of Sadler? <laughs> do mate, we trust him? <laughs> mate, I'll tell you one thing for nothing. Uh -huh. That part of that payment better be some delicious deep fried chicken. <laughs> uh, for me personally, sadly, he's sending up all kinds of red flags. Yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Big time. I really like how we've also got in the, uh, it was our last mission. Yep, <laughs> got last that in mission. There. Yeah, last yeah, mission. yeah. Oh, we were a week from retirement. Yeah. 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 And Danny Glover's not in this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But okay, so Dutch has been on the on the lamb for some time. He's been jumping ships and whatever, and they've caught him, and they're going to send him to Arcus Six. But they don't know what's on Arcus Six. I mean, who knows what's on Arcus Six, mate? No, it's. If, I do feel like they've just thrown us like into this fully formed sort yeah. of world. If, yeah. it, at, at this stage, though, it feels a lot more like an alien film mm. than I a, got that exact same vibe. Film. Yeah. These are like working class people on a ship, yeah, just doing a job, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, so, it's from here that we now meet Hardwick, who is the medic of the ship. Uh, and she is a, uh, she's described as a non-nonsense non kind of girl. She's got a cold personality. What are her eyes like? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say they are... Sorrowful? They're sorrowful. They're with, but, but with a, I don't have time for your shit. So she, uh, some of the soldiers, they're giving her a hard time. Yeah, they're kind of, they've well. all been together Shout too long back. on this ship. Mm. They're starting to get on each other's nerves and they're kind of giving her a hard time. Uh, but she is treating and assessing Dutch. Uh, once she is in, she gives Dutch an injection to put him to sleep as per Sadler's yeah. instructions. And she tells him that this will calm him until they get to Arcus 6. And Dutch seems to recognize that name as he drifts off to sleep. I want to point out at this point in the script, Dutch... Has not spoken. spoken yeah. <laughs> like, at the moment, Dutch seems like a giant gorilla or something. <laughs> <laughs> like we must transport this gorilla yeah, yeah. to sleep. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it's definitely. a pretty good, pretty good description. But yes, he, he hasn't spoken as of yet. However, when he wakes back up, he's now oh. tied to a chair and he's actually having his hair cut <laughs> by one of the other soldiers. Oh. He's getting their longer hair shaved off to classic Arnie crew so, cut. Yeah, uh, but across the uh, sitting across from him, is JC the captain of the ship? You know, I guess when you're hiding from the top brass, personal hygiene is not a priority. Isn't that right, Dutch? Hey, look, you don't have to be sociable. You don't have to answer my questions. You know what? Hell, you don't have to do a damn thing. Uh, tell me, how long was I out? You've been knocked flat on your ass for 13 days. 13 days? This long enough to be in the Arcus 6. That'll be off, thank you. Sir. What do you know about Arcus 6? I know that the medic cannot keep a secret. If it even was a secret. 
Oh, the crew knows that we're going there. Is that what you mean? They're a little pissed at you. They're screwing up their plans. You see, they were all headed home. Yeah, well, they can go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and here I thought that you had respect for the uniform. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I lost it when mine was taken from me. You know, your rank doesn't surprise me. Nor does the level of secrecy surrounding you. I respect you, Dutch. Uh, is that why you drugged me? Well, you didn't seem ready to cooperate. And this stuff? It's known to make people more, uh, agreeable. Yeah, well, I don't agree with you. I guess it's not working. The, uh, the tattoos on your face, you want to tell me about that? Your orders are to take me to Arcus 6, and it's all you need to know. Yeah, look, there are really only two rules as far as I'm concerned. A military man should expect to be fucked over. That is the first rule. The second rule is to pay attention when it happens. And I'm paying attention right now because I expected something's up. I want to know why you. Why now? Why Arcus 6? Ha! <laughs> I'll tell you when it's too late. Okay, Dutch. Oh, by the way, we checked it out. Arcus 6 is a preservational facility. Something like that. Look, I know this mission is bullshit as well as you. So talk to me later. Before it's too late. Oh. Jerry Gordet, ladies and gentlemen, is Bang. on a Schwarzenegger. Right, he's, good. he's on it. He's on it. He's absolutely on it. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a big warm hug here in our voice here, isn't it? I like Dutch with the power moves there. Yeah. <clears throat> Just yeah. keeping keeping quiet, keeping things to himself. Uh, I love the line, well, I don't agree with you. So this is <laughs> not working. <laughs> it's, it's very reminiscent of true lies. You know, it is. The, yeah. the truth of true lies. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we can tell from now, this is so little like the movie Predators that we got. Yes, Rid- yeah, ridiculously <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. It's um, oh man, it just feels. It really feels cool though. Like yeah, something's like happening. Yeah, it does. Uh, I think to your point, Josh, feel more like an alien film. Mm. That, oh, was that you, Eden? Yeah, yeah. That? The voices. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it feels more like an alien film with this. For sure. Point. Which is which is cool having Arnie in an alien film. Yeah, like that yeah, is cool. Mix it up. Well, there's the foreboding of like this place they're traveling to. You yeah, don't quite know what's, what's, gonna what's go going to go on there. On. But Dutch clearly is concerned and exactly. has knows is, what's about is the to ship, happen. Can I just ask, is the ship they're on, is it a predator ship? No, no, it's not a predator ship. So it's a human like ship. It's yeah, a human ship. So what okay, what what it comes down to, and it does get a little bit into this into the script later. Yeah. But they've got regular stuff. But a lot of it is augmented with predator, predator style st- things. Yeah, okay. So they've almost predator styling. Style. Yeah, <laughs> bit of wallpaper. <laughs> Look, honey, we've got to change this room. It's not predator style. What we need is a lot of heat. Yeah, yeah. a couple of big ferns. Yeah, can we can we have it when we walk into a room? It just goes. <laughs> but uh, a lot of their weapons are shoulder mount style cannons, similar to Predator. They're wearing Predator armor, so their ship is kind of being augmented with things that look more similar to Predator than human. Yeah. But it is a, a regular human ship okay. other than that. So the ship is now arriving at Arcus 6 and they're all kidding up in their Predator armors and they land on the planet. And we see each of the team, they're wearing a tracker that's inside a ring and they're being guided by Parrish, who's the communications officer on the ship. And they exit the ship to see something they didn't expect. 
it seems deserted. And they find only a destroyed little kiosk area with nothing else much around it. <laughs> That's a nice landing there now. Softer than a virgin's Shut it, Dak. <laughs> Just an observation, love. Pines carries a communication device that clamps onto his helmet and has all sorts of dials on it. Parrish carries a monitor used for tracking. We can see everyone's positioned outlined in green dots. Dutch's dot is blue. The soldiers walk around the empty, vacant hull of a building. Everything is torched and charred. We've been dead a while. Dutch is on edge, like a viper ready to strike. Cadillac sees this. Just stay cool, troublemaker. Hardwick ventures to the edge of the thick trees. She takes a leaf from one of the plants and holds it up to the sky. I haven't seen a specimen like this since the Academy. Spare me the trip down memory lane, Hardwick. Just tell me which leaf I can roll up and smoke. <laughs> Gonzalez walks up ahead of everyone, fingering his rifle. Something has caught his eye. Where's the contact? No signal of anyone else in the area, sir. Okay, uh, Pines, radio the post. Already tried, sir. There's nothing. I've got something, sir. Not a large facility. About three and a half miles north. Okay, that should be it. Uh, we can wait or we can trek. It's not very big, sir. Could be an underground facility, you know, it being a prison. I'd say that sounds about right. Yeah, maybe we over should. Over here, Major! The men walk over from the foliage. Cadillac directs Dutch towards the others. Nice and easy. There stands a huge metallic totem pole covered in arcane hieroglyphs and icons. Dutch seems to know what he's looking at. Samson checks out the pole with Turkey. It's beautiful. What is it? Gonzalez stares straight at it, lost in thought. I don't know what it is, sir. It's not ours. <laughs> I mean, tell us something we don't know. A relic, maybe. Whoever was here before, but it's definitely a message. Yeah? What's it say? I got no fucking idea. But glyphs on a pole like this are traditionally a warning. Glyphs? The markings might say low clearance, Watch for falling rocks or abandon hope, all ye who enter here. Hard to say. Jesus, did someone say Kate won't listen? <laughs> what, you scared there, Dak? <laughs> Turkey reaches out to touch one of the glyphs. Suddenly, the ground opens up and a chasm beneath his feet. Turkey plunges down. In a lightning-fast move, Dutch falls to his knees and leans over the edge of the precipice. He catches Turkey by the neck. Just as quickly, all the soldiers train their weapons on Dutch. Don't you fucking move, asshole. Let him go. Yeah, there's only one problem. If we let him go, he falls. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Vegas and Cadillac grab Turkey and pull him to safety. Stand up. Slow. Dutch stands slowly. Okay, we're not waiting. Round him up. All right, we're about three miles away from our destination. Parish. Sir. Parrish is the man with the box. He knows where we're going, so we follow Parrish. We drop this asshole off, then backtrack to the ship. All right, let's get moving. Buell's interest is growing in the totem pole. What is this shit? Forget it, man. It's a museum piece. Bet you 20 new dollars, jailboys brought it over and put it up. Something to make the front yard look nice. Yeah, Buell, it's nothing. Shut up, turkey neck. Hero over there should have dropped you straight to the bottom of hell. Okay, enough. Let's move it. 
And off they go into the jungle. <laughs> a little, little bit of banter there, a little bit of banter. Very Are you quippy. loving the banter from the lads? <laughs> it's very, very quippy. But it, the crazy thing is, it seems like there's about 20 people. There's all quippy. <laughs> and they're all yeah. quipping at each other. <laughs> yeah. It's quips on quips. Yeah. I'd like a few more gags, though, like quip gags. They're, they're quippy, but they're, I don't know. Give it, give it a little bit more something. You didn't like, like tell me which leaf I can roll up and smoke. That's good. That was good. I did like that. I got uh, big Jurassic Park vibes at the start of that. There's this yeah. kiosk. It's all like yeah. it's all shut down. Yeah. She's looking at the leaves. I haven't seen something like this for very long. It's the Academy. Yeah. Yeah. And then they turn her head towards the <laughs> giant predator grazing in the forest. <laughs> you did it. You son of a bitch. You did it. <laughs> Uh, but I tell you what I am liking in this script so far is there is just a sense of dread yeah. through this yeah, whole thing. We're, we're about 30-odd oh. pages, maybe a little over 30 pages in, and they've only just arrived at the planet, but the whole time you've been dreading them getting there. Dude, the tracking thing, oh, there's going to be some good stuff with that. <laughs> I can already feel someone looking and seeing dots going beep, 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 beep. Yeah, it's going to be good. That would just be aliens. Yeah, you will pretty much. <laughs> okay, so the group is now headed off towards the nearby facility that they found on their tracker. Because they believe that's going to be the prison. Yeah. And the jungle is dense and there is something off about it. And as they walk, we see bird's eye views from a familiar heat vision. Yes. <laughs> While walking through the jungle, uh, something comes under the radar. Suddenly, they are attacked by a large creature. It looks similar to a Pegasus. What? <laughs> it jumps out and attacks them, but is quickly taken care of by one of the shoulder-mounted cannons. Once it's dead on the ground, Hardwick, she's fascinated. What is this creature? She uses one of her, la- she uses a little laser pen and she cuts it open to examine it a little more. It's unlike anything they've ever seen on Earth. So she's doing like it almost dissecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see that during their trek, so they, they leave the Pegasus on the ground and they keep going. <laughs> do they, they know they, what they, a Pegasus is? a mythical creature. Do they, know, do they know what a Pegasus It's like a horse with wings. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That does so not that seem atta- a jungle no. type thing to And not me. attacking either. Um, I'm sorry, did I not say something was a little off in this jungle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, that's true. That's you got to listen. Okay, yeah, that's all right, that's all right. Uh, but they, they, they continue their trek. They need to get Dutch to the prison. So we see that during their trek that clearly there's a lot of tension between this group. They've been together for too long. And one of the soldiers also keeps noticing that Dutch, he keeps looking up into the trees. <laughs> it's in the trees. And as they trek... They come across something in the clearing. It's a predator. This is the first time we see a predator. Just straight up. The predator is crucified (gasps) up on a giant crucifix and he's barely alive. And it's bleeding green blood and its shoulder mount cannon is smashed and it's hanging down. Now, does this image ring a bell for you? Yeah, it's it's exactly out of Predators. It is exactly. This is one of the things that has existed from this draft to the draft they got. In fact... I have a little clip of Robert Rodriguez explaining just oh, cool. that. This is an exciting scene for me to watch because this is one of the first scenes I wrote in the original draft, which was uh, the classic Predator crucified. Um, which means even more to me now because at that time they had already made Predator 2 and they had changed the design of the Predator quite a bit. And I wanted to show the original Predator from the original movie that Arnold fought with. But it's, it means more now because they'd made so many Predator movies and really changed the designs a lot that when you see him... It's like seeing an old friend. Yeah, you haven't seen him since Arnold's battle and guys in Nicotero's crew had actually worked on the original Predator for some of the reshoots. They knew, had some of the original you know, designs and molds and they could make an exact replica of the original Predator for this uh, crucifixion scene. And, um, and it's just great to see. 
So th- this is this is something that is is was his hope to have the original Predator that did last through every subsequent draft all the way up until 2010, 15 years later, yeah, to wow. make it into Predator. The design of the Predator is an awesome design. It's like, you, do you know the thing about the mandibles? How it didn't originally have mandibles? Oh, really? Yeah, and it just and the guy was designing it on a flight, and next to him there was someone next to him that was like giving him and going, "Oh, you know what you should do? <laughs> you should change it." That person was James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron said, "Like, oh, you should give it like little like mandible things coming out of its face," and the guy was like, "Oh, that's a really fucking yeah. cool idea." And he like redesigned it. <laughs> Thank you, it. strange man. Yeah. <laughs> Please call well, Jim. Yeah. Can we talk about the original Predator design? Yeah. That they scrapped during filming of. Oh, the. Original. Ori- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the Jean Claude Van Damme. When Jean Claude was playing him. Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme was playing him, but he did not look like the predator that we know. No, he did not. He looked like a giant cockroach. Yeah, it was a giant. Like, <laughs> anti. Pink, like, yeah, it was like a pink cockroachy ant. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing is, yeah, it was designed after a cockroach, but how they did the invisibility scenes was to do it, they had to paint it like a salmony pink color yeah because then there's something to do with like how, how they would expose the film would mean that wouldn't show up but you could see it's like weird reflections well because the because usually you do a green screen yeah but they're in the jungle they're in the jungle so they had to, re- they had so, to reverse so pink the is yeah. is very easy to keep from a green yeah yep. so the problem is john claude van Damme, yes the uh, 80s action star was the predator originally and he all he was seeing for the first half of that shoot was a bright pink cockroach outfit. <laughs> it was so bad. And he ended up quitting because he's like, I cannot be known as this guy <laughs> forever. But they did originally, uh, eventually say, this isn't scary enough. It's a giant yeah, bug. We have to f- change this. Yeah. He, also, he also complained that because um, he felt he was going to be a big star, yeah. that he wanted people to see his face. Yes. And that he was like, I'm, I don't want to wear like this thing over my face the whole time because I'm Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> well, that's, Cause that's pretty rare, right? Like a full costume thing for a big name. Well, he wasn't, well, he a, wasn't big a big name. name. No, he oh, doesn't. Okay. Yeah, this is like okay. pre or It was not yet the muscles for breakfast. Was, yeah, yeah. was, was the predator intended to do a lot more flips and kicks and splits and stuff? I, I, I honestly. <laughs> it's just splitting between just, two trees, <laughs> stuff up above them all. I, there is some footage of this that it does exist on, on the internet. If you're watching we'll this online, yeah. we'll, we'll put some some footage of it. It's great. But um, he has a funny little scurry. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> he just scurries off into the jungle with this bright pink cockroach. But I always thought that that's one of my favorite facts from Predator is when you look at what Arnold was originally going up against is so funny. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. the least scary it's, thing it's you'll ever see. It's bizarre that you can swing. Like that was the first iteration mm. compared to where they ended up. It's yeah. like... How is that so drastically different? How do you not even come halfway towards the cool badass one we got? I know. It's well, James Cameron wasn't there. <laughs> well, exactly, on the flight. You know what you should do with your pink cockroach? <laughs> thinking <laughs> shoulder mount, I'm thinking yeah. mandibles, <laughs> thinking cool little disc shooters. Okay, so we're back with the group now. And they've, they've stumbled across this crucified predator. It's in a clearing that looks a bit like a camp. Yeah. And the group has barely had a chance to ponder what this strange creature is and why it's wearing armor when suddenly Dutch runs for it. He's off. And, and panicked by the encounter with his old foe. So again, kind of insinuating that he does recognize this predator, but yeah. is it the same predator? Who knows? Samson quickly grabs Dutch, but Dutch grabs him and throws him against the crucified predator. Snap! The predator bites into Samson's neck. Dutch oh. makes a beeline for the jungle, and Samson fires rapidly after him, and he's still hanging from the predator. A shot manages to clip Dutch's shoulder before he disappears into the thick jungle. Sorry, Cambo, 
does he have time to bleed? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have time to bleed. He doesn't have time to bleed. So okay, this, this yeah, predator on the cross. But if he bleeds, he can't go. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So this predator on the cross, it's a bit like a piranha that if you put <laughs> something in its mouth, it will just snap shut. Yeah, 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 yeah I guess so. <laughs> So is it dead or not? No, no, no it's, it's not, not dead. dead. It's it's bleeding and it's dying. But it's oh, it's not dying. Dead. Okay. Uh, so the crew is suddenly attacked by a group of predators, and so they're obviously this has been a bit of a it's a trap. Circle. It's a trap. Uh, and while they're, they're still trying to chase Dutch, but as they went to chase him, all these predators start arriving, and they proceed to have a huge fight there in the jungle. But no one is a match for these predators. And during the battle, Gonzalez, he's running and he trips and he falls off a cliff into a mud pit below. Oh, and the predators, the they pit. seem to run just past, past him. him yeah. Back at the group, they're, they're being rounded up like cattle, is how it's uh, described in the, in the script. And net guns are being fired left and right, kind of, you know, capturing everyone. Yep. One by one, the team is brought down and knocked unconscious. And during this battle, I'm afraid, guys, Molyneux and Pines, they're killed. Oh damn it! Not pines. Not pines. He 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 had the radio. Yeah, he had the yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had the box. <laughs> yeah, he had the box, and we're gonna follow the man with the box. Yes, and Molyneux was French, and we'll always remember <laughs> him for that. Oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> so the survivors they wake up locked in in cells in a massive predator camp now, with several other alien species all around them. That's all I. It appears that they are training a group of young teenage predators in this game. <laughs> These are angsty predators. They never leave their predator cave tidy. <laughs> They're always playing games on their wrist gauntlet. <laughs> Get rid of skateboard. <laughs> there is what appears to be a small arena in this camp. And the sound of battle rings out as two giant cockroach-like aliens. <laughs> does it actually say that? Are doing battle in this oh, makeshift right. arena. So, yes, it doesn't specifically say this in the script, but I totally strongly think yeah. that would have been the original Predator design. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially, in this Predator camp that they've woken up, there's an arena in the middle of it, and they essentially, are, one by one, it's pairing different aliens and having them fight. It's gladiatorial. Yes, gladiatorial battles. Yeah. So we're with JC now. And he spots Parrish from the corner of his eyes. And he goes to speak to him before he notices that... That's not Parrish. Parrish has been decapitated. And it's just his head oh. sitting impaled on a spike. <laughs> that's oh, not wow. Parrish. That's just Parrish's hey, head. Parrish <laughs> is not very talkative. There's Parrish's... Uh, well, there's his hair, his eyebrows, his eyes. So far, this is all checking out. <laughs> yeah. Mouth, wait a minute. Yeah, I love the idea of that being a slow realisation. <laughs> hey, Parrish. Parrish. <laughs> But I imagine almost like the the hand from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Mr. Arnold, thank yeah. God. <laughs> uh, so the team, they've now been stripped of all their predator armor. And this is from the script. This is how they describe the camp. Do they, sorry, do they know what predators are? No. But they've got predator armor. The only one, yes. The only one that recognizes pre the predator is Dutch. Is Dutch. But these soldiers all have predator, predator gear. gear. Yeah. I get that, okay, that's I find that confusing. No, no, the mystery is intentional. Oh. So this is how they describe the camp in the script. The site is enormous. Steam rises from primitive kettles burning over fires all around the sites. Hides and unidentifiable skins hang from trees, drying in the wind. Predators roam the site, keeping their prisoners in check. Primitive spears and weaponry seem to abound. But on closer inspection, one can see that they are highly detailed and there's an unusual makeup to these weapons. Metals, unknown to man. Oh. So they're, they're, this is uh, essentially similar to the zoo draft. Yeah. They have captured all these different alien creatures. Yeah. They've taken all the different technologies and weapons and things from them. 
which is something that does somewhat exist in Predators in that um, a little. one of the things in Predators was that they're not the only thing being hunted on this planet. Yes. And again, so we've got a clip from the audio commentary of Predators where we've been pulling all these when Robert Rodriguez and the director, by the way, who's called Nimrod. Yes. <laughs> uh, they're talking about this connection between the two drafts. This, this thing was really interesting too because it, this is something that was in your original screenplay and, and for me it's what really helped expand this universe even further and that was the introduction of something else being hunted other than the humans. Right. You took some of these ideas even from my old script and put them in here in a way that fit into your new ideas. It, it helps expand the world and that there are other things being hunted on this planet. But that for me, I mean, that that element and, and that was present in that 94 draft was... was for me, that that was the catcher. That was the thing where I said, "Oh my God, this is a safari planet, and it's not just humans. It's it's everything. It's the nastiest things from around the universe." Yes, honestly, I think the smartest way to expand the predator world yeah. is to have like this predator planet where things are still being hunted, but there's you expanding what they're hunting as well. I'm imagining there's a version of this knocking around where like the execs wanted to do like crossover stuff. So all the aliens, there's like Alf in there. <laughs> so <laughs> funny enough, aliens from all these other franchises and stuff. Funny enough, yeah, when, when you mentioned that, is obviously Predator has become known equally, I would say, for also having the crossover alien versus Predator. Predator yeah. And there is a line in this script uh, it's technically a little bit later on, but it's not going to spoil anything, where they're describing the different aliens doing battles. And it says there are predators fighting aliens. However, this is the closest you'll ever get to seeing an alien versus predator on screen. <laughs> is that what it actually <laughs> yeah, says? It says that in the script. It calls out wow. there. It's like, you'll never see it. What an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, so the, the group has now been split into twos, so into pairs. And each couple has a small domed cage that they're sitting on in this camp. So I obviously introduced you to the crew at the start of the movie. I just want to recheck in and how our crew's going. Great. Here's who we still have. Our dynamic duos. JC, yeah. he's still still kicking. Yeah, he's great. still leading Captain. the group. He'll as long as, I reckon he'll be around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as Wilson, his right-hand man, he's still alive as well. Okay. Hardwick, she's still there. Buell, Dak, Rocco, Cadillac, Samson, and Napa, and Turkey, they're all alive. Cool. And Gonzalez, remember he fell in the mud pit? <gasps> yes. He's missing. Oh, I don't know where good. he is. But suspected cold. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they they have woken up in these cages in the predator encampment, and they don't know what to do. That must have been some mistake. We shouldn't be here. Where's our meat? Where's the face? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Dak appears behind the bars of his cage, off to the side. Don't you see what's going on out there? That animal we shot up earlier—it was their sacred buffalo, for Christ's sake. Who? Who's pissed? What are those fucking things? fucking Behind the cage wall, JC can see the layout of the cell that he's in. The adjoining cells, including his own, are situated around a wide spiked metal pillar in a kind of donut layout. Each of the soldiers are in pairs of two per cell. We've fucked up a tree, ain't we, Commander? No, Buell. Everything will be fine. We gotta get out of these cages. Find that son of a bitch Dutch. Hop back on the ship in no time. Right, Wilson? <laughs> That's some attitude, Dak. Fuck you, Wee. Did you see Gonzalez? Has anyone seen Gonzalez? No. It was all happening too fast. JC can see that they're not alone at the camp. There are other creatures beside the predators in cages surrounding the camp. 
apart from what look like red and yellow mantis, other alien creatures sit up chained in their respective cages. There are salamander-type men that are scaly and amphibious. They are caged on the other side of the pit from the humans. In another cage we have teeth gnashes. They look just like they sound. And in the far cage, humanoid creatures with cockroach-like wings and serrated legs. They seem to want to fight as much as the predators do. Back in the cage now, JC seems to be carefully examining the construction and layout of the cage. Like everything else around here, it's a mix of high-tech and primitive. These things are not exactly airtight, you know. Almost like they, they want us to escape. Who want to? I think we're a lot safer in here than out there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but for how long? JC sees something half buried in the dirt, about a yard from the south. This parish is box. A lot of good it does is out there. It can point us in the direction of the prison. Are you kidding? We can't get through these things. What, no one's got a fucking hacksaw for the bars? Hardwick exchanges a glance with JC. She holds up a finger, signaling him to just wait. A predator. Watching their cage passes to assist with a cockroach event happening in the distance. When it's far enough away, Hardwick bends down and digs into her ankle pack. She pulls out the laser light pen that she used earlier to slit open the pregnant Pegasus. Holy mother, where the hell were you hiding that? She looks at JC. This what you're thinking about, Commander? Go to it, soldier! Just make it fast and keep toward the back. Hardwick flicks the pen device on and brings it to the metal. She watches out for the predators as the light pen begins to make a dent. The sound of unholy gnashing and screeching battle cries of the alien creatures alert the crew. Something's up. Okay, so this oh, is where man. we meet our this team. Uh, they're pretty desperate at this point. Yeah. I oh. knew that laser pen would come back. Yeah. Like, I knew that laser pen. You don't set up a laser pen and not bring not it back. Not use it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's lazy screenwriting. Highlight for me was the uh, the cockroach event. Yeah, oh, the cockroach this event. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the Live. big cockroach event. <laughs> bring your more teen. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something that I, I discovered probably around this point where we're 50 to 60 odd pages into the script here. So coming up to the halfway point, Dutch is not the main character in this script. No, it's, it's JC, yeah? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a, a group of people, but Dutch is kind of a side character in this. Who is He's run off into the jungle now. He's on his own side mission throughout this film. Okay, so using the laser cutter hidden in by Hardwick, she managed to cut her way out of the cage, and she makes a run for it, and she finds uh, Parrish's beaten-up old tracker as she does. And then she throws the pen back towards the others, because remember, they're all in separate cages. And various members of the team, they're trying to escape, but the predators, they're onto them, and they start attacking. So Hardwick manages to run off into the jungle. During the escape attempt, one member of the crew, Cadillac, he's grabbed and he's dragged to the arena. And there he faces off against one of the cockroach-looking aliens. It's the cockroach event. Seems he's, very on, on the like they're just kind of on the fly. Like, oh yeah, chuck him in the arena now. Yeah, <laughs> like you think it'd be more. Yeah. Where's yeah. the schedule? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Is this an event or not? Because if yeah. there's people watching, if there's other predators watching, like they want, they don't want to miss the human cockroach fight. <laughs> <family. laughs> Come on. Yeah, they, they could be they could be out, uh, you know, laying some skins over a tree. Yeah, <laughs> or something. Like I hear we got some humans, guys. Oh, I can't wait. I love watching the humans fight. They'll keep them to the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> set your alarm. So, well, Cadillac, he, he's thrown into the uh, into the arena. He's facing off against some cockroach-looking aliens. And he's thrown a predator spear. And there is a short battle in the arena. 
But Cadillac managed to stab one of the roaches, and he is, as it's said in the script, he sliced from nuts to neck. Damn, roaches. Not from knife to chop. No. From nuts to neck. That's the updated version. (laughs) Take that, Shakespeare. Did you go go say, like, Cadillac squashes bugs? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, so he managed to kill the cockroach guy. And so back at Hardwick, she's running through the jungle as all this case is going on behind her. But there's a huge muscular black predator on her tail now. Sounds hot. (laughs) In, uh, which is actually something again, uh, did uh, not necessarily, I don't think it was necessarily black, but there is the huge muscular predators in predators. Predators, Yes. So this this is another thing. They allude to the the being like a different species. Yes. They're not just jacked up. And not just roided, hitting the gym. roided yeah. up. <laughs> Though roided up. they do just kind of look like they're jacked up. But hitting the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, one of them is, is on her tail now. And in the clearing near the mud pool, she hears something coming her way. It's Gonzalez. And he's alive and he's running straight for her. And mud, as he's running, it's flying off his body. No, keep the mud on. <laughs> she goes to scream when suddenly a mud-covered hand covers her mouth. <laughs> Dutch. Yeah. He pulls her into a mud pool. Suddenly, the black predator arrives and he throws a speared boomerang and he cuts Gonzalez's legs clean off <laughs> before collecting him and swinging back into the trees. We cut now back to the mud hole the Dutch has pulled Hardwick into. God damn it! What the hell are you doing to me? Quick, get out. You're the asshole who pulled me in here. Why are you in such a big rush to pull out? Hardwick notices that the mud is crawling with eel-like mud lampreys skimming the surface. Dutch pushes her out of the mud pit to safety. One of the lampreys leaps like a cobra, bearing its jaw full of fangs. Dutch narrowly misses being bitten. I don't know what the hell they are, but they're ugly as shit. Mud lampreys. Extinct on Earth. These are some kind of hybrid. I'll suck the blood right out of you. Come on, they'll be back. Why are you saving me? Hey, don't flatter yourself. I need another person to mend the ship to dissolve. Now let's go, or we're both dead. So now yeah. we see how Dutch has come back into this. Okay, yeah, okay. Here Him and Hardwick are teaming up. The dynamic duo. duo yeah. <laughs> and so they're going to go to the ship and they're just going to leave everyone else they're to, they're gonna, they're gonna, to die. In I, again, uh, Dutch, he's known for abandoning. Yeah. He's just going to abandon. Abandon, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, great, great, great. <laughs> uh, so uh, it does also mention in the script during, is this a kind of intercut, one of those intercut scenes, as she's being chased by the Black Predator and Cadillac's fighting the Cockroach Man, uh, the Predators managed to stop the others from escaping and they, they, they none, no one else manages to escape. The jailbreakers, uh, lockdown, yes. lockdown, yes. And all, the 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 arena is almost kind of like the punishment afterwards that Cadillac was sent to. But with that, we have Dutch and Hardwick. They're now making their way through the jungle to escape this hellhole, and they're leaving their shipmates for dead. Well, we've come to the end of part one of our cancelled movie report on Robert Rodriguez's Predators. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we would love it if you would subscribe, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. That really does help us get discovered in the charts. And it would be terrific if you could give us a five-star rating or more, most importantly of all, just tell a friend. We're completely independent here at Cancel Movie Report, so your support really does mean the world to us. And if you do like the show and you want to support it, why not join us on our Patreon? 
We have a whole bonus podcast on there called Casting Calls, where we talk about famous what-ifs in Hollywood casting and make them true. Now, Josh, if people like the cut of your jib and they wanted to hear your voice, but also maybe discuss the minutiae of everyday life, where could they find you? Yes, I have a podcast called Welcome to Patchwork. Uh, we describe it as we, we stare a bit too hard at everyday life. So, you know, it's all little stuff. If you bring a packet of chips to a party and they don't get open, can you take it home again? Oh. You know, giving up ch- seats on the tram and all these all the etiquette around that stuff. Now, be honest. Is the banter as good as the banter of these soldiers? <laughs> no, no, we're not as quippy. We're nowhere near. We don't have. We, look, we attack each other personally a lot. <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, it's more like deep emotional cuts we go for. <laughs> and hey, what do you think of the movie so far? And have we missed anything? We'd love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelledmovies at gmail.com or at cancelledmovies on all of the socials. And maybe there's a cancelled movie project you've always wanted to hear about. Why not let us know? You can fill out the form in the episode description alerting us to a project and we may just give it the cancelled movie report treatment. I'm Michael Campbell. I've hosted and edited this episode and Eden Porter, he's my co-host as well. Thank you very much for having me, Kembo. <laughs> no problem, Eden. And we would also love to thank our amazing voice cast led by Joe Gordette and his amazing Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, all of which you'll find listed in the episode notes below. Please join us next week where we hear Will Dutch and Hardwick escape? What will happen to the rest of the crew? That's all coming up next week. But if you can't wait, here's a sneak peek. Now, we go back to the camp. Somebody over there knows where the ship is. You think one of our own sold us out? Yeah, I have my suspicions. I agree something's fucked up, but it's not necessarily one of ours. You think there could be somebody else? Maybe. But until next time, take care.